0: The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Oxenstrap, the new multi-purpose cattle harness from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Our tests show that an Strap harness is strong enough to secure a one-ton dairy cow to a jet ski moving at 60 miles per hour. But whatever you do, don't try to rerun this experiment. Seriously, don't do it. Just don't. Hang on, what are you doing? Is that a jet ski? For 10% off your next delivery, use the code I'm Serious Don't Do It.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network Podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and printed magazine, brought to you by Oxenstrap. In this month's episode, we're talking to William Hester about his latest sports venture.
2: Hello, my name is William Hester, a former uh, dressage rider and now a, a leading sports entrepreneur.
1: Last time we spoke to him, it was shortly before the 2016 Rio Olympics, where he was running a campaign to let cows compete. Indeed, he himself wanted to compete in the dressage event riding on his cow Deborah. Subsequent to that episode, William's campaign was unsuccessful, and he was barred from competing on his cow. Many listeners will remember the news coverage of what he did in response, camping out outside the arena in which the Olympic dressage medal ceremony was taking place, and then firing up a very powerful muck spreader, pelting the spectators with wave after unrelenting wave of hot, frothy liquid cow shite. I asked William why he did
2: that. I... I couldn't really see another way. And so it was, yeah, I fired up the muck spreader and uh, I made my position clear calmly, I felt, but all authoritatively. Do you have any regrets
1: about what you did?
2: I still firmly believe that was the right way to go about it. I could, however, have you know, met them halfway. I could have asked perhaps the, the man on the tannoy immediately prior uh, to me going in with the muxpud. I didn't want him to tell people what I was going to do, because the element of surprise is so important when you're staging these sorts of protests. But to say something calmly along the lines, OK, ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you what is about to happen all i can advise you is that if you let it dry you can just brush it off and that that i think was the only failing to get a message like that to the uh, the gentleman on the tannoy that day was probably my only regret
1: because on the on the day of course as soon as that happened, you, you were seeing people reaching into their bag, getting out a, a little packet of wet wipes, and really they were just spreading it around, weren't they?
2: That's right. Yeah, you, you you have to let it dry. It's the same with clothes. It's the same with as it is with carpets. For goodness sake, let it dry.
1: Now, as you've made clear in other interviews you've given since this event, your plan, I believe, was, was to go into the stadium once the muck had been spread across the crowd and to say to them, hello. I'm William Hester. This is a protest um, about the the right for a cow to compete in the Olympics. Um, I've made my point, simply now wait for the sun to bake the shite and 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 you can brush it off with one of these stiff brushes. I believe you had hundreds of brushes ready. You know, your, your complaint was never with the spectators, I, I don't think. But when it came to it, of course, you couldn't do that. Of course, you never even made it into the stadium because because you were immediately arrested by the police.
2: That's right, yes. Um, The great thing about those sort of size of muck spreaders, I mean, I've always got most of my agricultural equipment from um, factories in North Korea, and they really cater for the sort of the large-scale agricultural ambition. So that thing, I actually, when I went back and read the, the, the paperwork, to fill the stadium in Rio that day I didn't actually need to be within the city boundary. It would have had the reach. It would have had the, 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 the firepower.
1: You could have done it from international waters.
2: Again, that is, a, that is probably something that I would do differently if the opportunity to, to make myself heard in this way ever happens. So yes, I, I had hit the button. It started to pour. They, I think, I have a lot of respect for the police. I call them a lot. I think that they acted too hastily. They didn't ask me what I was doing. They didn't ask me who I was. Crucially, they didn't ask, how do we turn it off? They just bundled me into the van. All I would say is it wasn't just me who learned lessons that day.
1: So you were released from the prison in 2019.
2: That's right. Yes, thanks to the work of reprieve.
1: There was talk that you might see out the rest of your sentence here in the UK, but fortunately for you, there is no specific law against filling a, a sports stadium with with hot cow shit, so...
2: Well, there, there wasn't at the time. Now, I mean, it's terrifying to think that. I mean, now it actually would be illegal.
1: Since his release from Brazilian prison, William has been working on a new business venture. He hopes to popularise the traditional English sport of hogball, a sport that actually doesn't involve a ball. It's quite complicated. I asked William to explain the game
2: to me. I mean, hogball goes back absolutely centuries, not necessarily in its current current form, Hogball was originally played um, with two teams of five and uh, one witch. And all you had to do, you you each had a pit, and it would be extremely deep, 40 or 50 feet, with a sort of eternal fire burning. And the the players uh, each had brooms, and you got a point for um, pushing a witch down the opposition's whole. Bring on a new witch, carry on, you know, 40 minutes each way. Um, That sort of just went out of fashion, as things do. There was a sort of groundswell of opinion against it. Uh, You know, the naysayers were listened to, as is too often the case in this once great nation of ours. However, it came back, and Hogball now is played not with a witch. Instead, now you have a pig, and uh, two teams of five. Uh, The players are mounted on, on cow back and they have very long sticks that are i mean they're sort of like the length of a you know a standard sort of jousting staff with a kind of um, plunger on the end of it and uh, what they have to do is uh, force a pig into into an incredibly deep uh, quite narrow hole 40 minutes 40 minutes each way uh, one referee in each half so that would be the ideal setup of course for hogball but of course it's sometimes just, I think I don't know if it's animal rights issues or I don't know if it's simply um, uh, people are just resistant to to, to the unknown. Um, it's quite hard to hire pitch space.
1: Well, I wanted to touch on this because from, from my research, it seems as if really as a sport, it could be described as underground maybe. Because as far as I can tell, it mainly seems to take place in pub car parks late at night. Um, That's right.
2: Yes. More lorry over overnight lorry parks, yeah,
1: right, and you know why why aren't these games being played on the local common or or somewhere more public in the daytime? Do you have something to be
2: ashamed of um well not, not personally, no, I think um there's just a sort of sadness that it's not being sort of embraced um as a sort of more mainstream opportunity. you know, if I go to my local park, there are permanent football goals set up, there are permanent uh rugby um goals uh put there are there permanently any very narrow but incredibly deep holes doug no uh it's just an obstacle that's been put in in the path of the sport sadly but you know we fight on we fight on to win as, as as chukarimana said uh so we've had to take the game elsewhere i think if you say underground that's that's possibly a slightly emotive word to use if you don't mind me saying it makes it sound like it's illegal as a sport it's it is well, not illegal this is as what I a wanted sport. to ask you about because. It's not. It is not illegal as well, a sport. Well, okay. I know people say it is. It, it it is unlawful, and there is a world of difference, my friend, between something being illegal and unlawful. A world of difference.
1: Right. Well, I think you know we we could talk all afternoon about, you know, the the legal nuances. Um,
2: well, I don't, I don't think we could. I mean, it, it is currently unlawful, and that, and that's it. it. It is not an illegal sport. Right. Of course, most of the damage that is done to public property uh, as a result of of hog ball is is damage done by the pig. Um, And of course, legally, you cannot... There are very, very few crimes for which, in in 2021, uh, pigs can, can still be charged.
1: William is correct. In the UK today, pigs can only be charged for murder, apple scrumping and photocopying sheep music. For the sports detractors, it is the treatment of the pig chased around a field by people on cowback, only to end up at the bottom of a deep hole that generates the most criticism. To get to the bottom of where the hog ball is cruel to pigs, I spoke to friend of the show, former bovine arse vet Bob Truscothic, who, although an expert in bovine asses, knows his way around a pig. I started by asking Bob whether hog ball is cruel. Contrary to uh, popular opinion amongst the lay person, the, the swine actually love it. Well, thanks, Bob. You know, you're coming from someone well you're not a qualified vet but someone who's certainly got experience in the veterinary world um Mm. that might put a lot of minds at rest because i think you can imagine how people might think it it's a terrible experience for a pig to be chased around by 10 people on cow back and eventually chased into a deep hole you can see how people might think that would be distressing well the chasing itself is terrific
0: sport uh, for, for the pig. Let's not forget that today's farmyard pig is descended from the wild boar, uh, a very energetic scampering beast uh, with a set of its own face jousts. I see. Throughout the centuries, wild boar have always been a very playful species. The games they play tend to involve a lot of rough and tumble. They involve the facial jousts. And the pig wants nothing more than to chase and to be chased, and to prod and to be prodded. It's, it's back to its its most natural
1: elemental state when it's playing hogball, oh, so you think that actually it's a, it's a link to its um its evolutionary past. And actually, would you go as far as to say that then the way that we keep pigs that you know them just sitting and wallowing and, and doing the things that we know they do is actually sort of against nature. This is actually more natural in a way, I think so. And that's why Danish bacon
0: has f- so for so many years been so famously good because the Danes will uh, will allow the pigs to play and to'll encourage them to play and will set up tournaments for the pigs uh, whereas here they just they wallow wallow around and, and people have found repeatedly after a game of hogball uh, the the bacon is richer the pig milk is sweeter the pig is happier everybody's happier do you have experience yourself of of a hogball game've well, I've been many times as a spectator and I've been there
1: as in my official capacity as a, as a tournament vet on numerous occasions. I must say, I've never been to a live hogball event. It's normally a long time after my bedtime, but uh, mm. I've watched a lot of footage on YouTube, usually kind of shaky camera phone footage. Obviously, it's, it's not yet a kind of televised sport. What those videos don't show me is what happens to the pig once in the hole. Obviously, the pig goes in the hole, the whole place goes crazy, all the spectators are, you know, throwing beer cans in the air and everyone's cheering, and then the video stops. And I think yeah. that... You know, when you watch that, you can't help but think, OK, what next? Because this pig is down a very, very deep hole.
0: Yes, well, and then again, this is why people get concerned, because they're fundamentally I- ignorant. Um, but but again, this is something the pig enjoys immensely. Uh, often the hole is slightly cushioned at the bottom with a little bit of slurry, so you, you literally have a, a pig in literal shit uh, having the time of its life. But even if it's a very dry hole, even if the players haven't remembered to to pad the bottom... The pig is a perfectly designed animal to fall down a deep hole. The snout of a, of a pig is soft and padded. Uh, and if you, if you drop a pig from any height, uh, much like a cat will always land on its feet, a pig will always land on its face. Uh, in Buenos Aires uh, in 1973, there was the famous pig table study in which swines were pushed off tables of varying heights, everything from a, a coffee table to an airplane tray table of a, of a plane in flight. And again, they
1: always landed on their face. And, and just to be clear, if, if you're landing on your face from, let's say, the Empire State Building and you're a pig, that isn't fatal? It's, it's
0: never fatal because the, the snout is perfectly designed, a perfectly designed landing pad. Um, it's rubbery, it contains little air sacs within it. Uh, the air whistles through the nostrils uh, and up into the lungs, creating a kind of parachute balloon effect. Some goes through the, the bowels. If it's moving fast, it'll go through the bowels very quickly, through the anus, past the tail, which will whirl at incredible speed, acting like a rotor, which will slow the pig down.
1: Like an actual helicopter?
0: Yes, yes. I mean, it's never enough to make the pig hover, but it it will take the edge off the speed. So the the pig will always have a a very comfortable landing, and even if it ends up in a very narrow hole um, and isn't able to swirl around in any muck, again, the the snout is perfectly designed to get it out um, because there will be a a build-up of air from the snout uh, into the trapped space below. The pig's lungs are very large and, and powerful, and effectively their face acts like a Harrier jump jet engine
1: they will be able to propel themselves back up out of the hole using just the, the air in their lungs? When they are good and ready, yes. And sometimes the trouble
0: is sometimes the pig is having such a wonderful time in the hole that it will take hours and even days. But when they
1: come out, they come out like a cork out of a pop gun. Great. Well, thanks, Bob, for clearing that up for us. That's really helpful. Um, I hope things are going well with you. Are you still living on the North Sea coast there? Not on the coast
0: per se. I did attempt to move on. I'm I'm currently stranded on an abandoned oil rig in the North Sea. And are you able to, you know, earn any money? Um, able to eat, food supplies wise. I think there's enough uh, tinned sweet corn here to keep me going for a, a few weeks. Uh, the Wi-Fi connection is strong. Earnings wise, uh, struggling a bit there. Trying to do a little bit of um, online erotic video work, uh, which is keeping things in check for now.
1: Great. Well, um, I'm sure we'll put a link to that in the show description if you've got a, some you. sort of webcam site you're on. Yes, of course.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's it's www.askvettakesrequests.com. If you can imagine it, I can do it. £5 pounds a video in 4K. Lovely.
1: All right. Well, Bob, uh, all the best. I'm sure we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. My pleasure. More after this. Are you hiring for spring? what type of role are you hiring for? Maybe you need to hire someone to wear many hats, which can be challenging. Or maybe it's taking forever to find someone who's a great fit for your company. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. Whether you need to hire a civil engineer in New York or a mascot in Missouri – ZipRecruiter's technology finds people with the right experience for your job and invites them to apply. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And now you can try it for free only at ZipRecruiter.com/beef. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com/beef. Ah. William's ambitions for Hogball are considerable and he is currently seeking investment to create a professional hogball league which he hopes one day will rival the NFL or the English Premier League after our interview he sent me some audio that he had commissioned from a creative agency to give potential investors an idea of the kind of commercial hit that hogball could
3: be join us this saturday saturday for super saturday saturday oh! A pageant of pig punting prowess that's sure to go down as one hefty helping of the hottest happenings in hogball history. In a surefire showdown showcase of blistering beef and bacon brawls, the pride of the HBL are coming out, udders swinging, and there's hogball hell to pay. Pure porcine poetry, the ballet of the mallets. Yes, our biggest ever swine-slinging season is finally here, and when turf meets trotter, anything can and will happen. Oh, this truly is the succulent game. Brought to you live. Aye. In association with Hyundai. Hyundai. You won't miss a single nudge of the sow from the field of cow powered conquest. That's hogball! Every point, every poke, every thwack of the crackling. Now that is hogball! Hear the cowbells, smell the ordure, and feel the thunder of hooves as the creme de la sport charge their battle cattle into the arena of prawns. Anyone even attempting to claim that wasn't hogball would in fact be falling woefully wide of the mark. It's hogball heaven 24 7, and everyone's pig-vited. And Ozymandias, King of Kings, looked upon his works and named them Hogball. And rightly so. That's Super Saturday, this Saturday. All Saturday, all the Saturday. Hogs will crash.
1: I asked William whether his ambitions are realistic.
2: Well, it's an ambitious plan, but we think, you know, shit or get off the pot, as they say. We're going for it. We want to have basically um, twelve, a league of twelve. We are convinced that we can attract sponsorship. We're convinced that we can attract stars. Uh, We're convinced that we can recruit new players. Uh, We want to get some academy systems going. We want to build our own stadiums. I'd say the the Hogball League um, HBL is probably, as it stands, looking to come into fruition around about twenty twenty four.
1: That vision is obviously going to take a lot of money to compete with the the other huge world sports have you got that sort of money
2: i can actually an- announce the first sponsor we've got on board is hyundai
1: right that's a big um, big big company
2: yes they are putting some money into sponsoring the league as a whole but they are the uh, the headline sponsors for the mercia snouts uh that's the sort of big domestic team sort of west of england that area the whole Mer- Mercia region hyundai are on board with them huawei are uh sponsoring one of the Scottish teams. We've had a lot a lot of interest from the arms industry, which I welcome. And uh Salmon Rushdie uh himself is going to sponsor one of the teams.
1: I mean, that's a huge name to get involved.
2: Well, yeah, and I think that demonstrates, you know, just what it is we've we're sitting on here, you know. Don't you like to use words like gold mine, but uh, you know, hello.
1: Salmon Rushdie is obviously a great start. Um but it seems to me that you know any new venture these days really needs the backing of celebrities to, to go anywhere. Do you have interest from anyone apart from you know obviously Salman Rushdie's a you know he's an A-lister of course, but do you have anyone else that can get people excited about Hogball?
2: as a brand? This is growing all the time. David Duchovny, uh, for instance, uh, is extremely interested in uh hogball he has absolutely uh, hemorrhaged my uh, inbox with uh, questions about it how can he play it where can he play it is he allowed to start his own sort of californian hogball league uh, a lot of other people from 90s american uh shows are are heavily involved uh kelsey grammer is interested in investing in a in a hogball franchise um fred savage hillary from the fresh prince of bel-air loves hogball Hogball is growing and it is going in one direction. That direction is up.
1: Right. Well, you know, if people are listening to this and they're thinking, I want a piece of this pie, um, I believe you are currently looking for investors of all sizes. Why don't I give you 30 seconds now just to really pitch the idea of investing in this sport?
2: Okay. Will you tell me when it starts?
1: Okay. Uh, Three, two, one. You're off.
2: Hogball brings families together. Hogball is about fresh air. Hogball is about exercise. Hogball is about cows. Hogball enables people to sit on the backs of cows and get up close to pigs. Hogball enables you to push a pig down a hole. What is the future? People may ask you. The future is hogball.
1: Well, that's very compelling. William Hester, thank you so much for talking to me. Um, if, if if listeners want to get involved, is there a website or is there where where can they find the information?
2: We are in the process of securing the hogball domain name. Um, that's as far as I'm preferred to go on it. Uh, hogball NL was gone. Hogball DE was gone. Hogball TV was gone. We don't know how it's happening. We think possibly David Coveney has got ahead of himself and started buying up the domain names. Um, and that's good. It's about growing the game. It's about creating more interests. Uh, he recorded some jingles without even being asked. Hog-ball, doo-doo, 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 hogball, he is. He's a very. He's a very big fan. You know, I, I talked to him about it. I said, what is it you like about it? He said, it's just pure sport. It's competitive and brings out the best in me. It gets my adrenaline pumping. That's just when I'm watching it. A lot of people think, oh, that's that guy from The X-Files. But also, I was in the film Beethoven. And I think that's fair enough.
1: Well, William Hester, thank you very much. And, um, well,
2: I, I, I wish you all the best. Thank you very much indeed for having me on. And uh, go, go hugball. Yes, this weekend it's Su- 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 Super Saturday.
3: Saturday. A top flight tournament of titanic tussles for the hogball ages. This really is some of the most hogball I've ever seen. As the best of the best jostle and joust to get their hogball gloves on the coveted Jules de Birth Cup. There's fixture upon fixture upon fixture. City Castle Town versus Townchester City. North Liverpool versus Northeast Liverpool. Crystal Villa versus West Frottage Albuman. Bumbag United versus the Dulwich Mullards. Wolverhampton Wolf Police versus the Macclesfield Hover Priests. Birmingham Shits versus Cardiff Cuts. And lest ye forget, the legendary Ipswich botherers will go hoof to hoof with the indomitable Doncaster Dimblebees. There's no love lost between Tottenham growth spurt and Jurassic Park Rangers, but when the might of Herculean hog Polly Pouch meets the legendary lancemanship of Wayne Gaza Lampard, only one triumphant team can possibly emerge smelling of anything but failure. This'll certainly separate the wheat from the boys! And with Duncan Donus, Zenith Carmichael and Ronaldo McDonaldo on the same pitch, there's sure to be a bare minimum of nothing less than fireworks. Let it never be said that victory doesn't take of ham. Who will be promoted? Yes! Full face relegation. This cannot be happening! And who will remain within their allocated scoring band? Unless tied by a margin of no more than six frames or 13 birdies, provided the total snout count after arbitration is equal to or greater than last season's overall points share, when divided by half the mean average of all accumulated goals, tries, and or baskets across the previous season's corresponding leaderboard or equivalent. Jessica Bathsheba, passes to David to Jr., riding Maureen, of course, straight past the hockey, nothing but net there. He through silly mid off, plants his porker in the onion bag, and yes! Ends in a near perfect Yachenko! Textbook paddedur! So don't miss Super Saturday! Super Saturday? Super Saturday! Tis a sporting event devoutly to be wished. Hog In association with Hyundai, So,
1: that's all we've got time for this month. But if you're off to more beef and dairy news, get over to our website now, where you can read all the usual stuff, as well as our off-topic section, where this month we speak to 20 shepherds around the world about their views on the trend of power being devolved to local mayors in metro areas in European countries. Sure, it's working for Paris, but does what works for Paris necessarily make sense for Bremen? So, until next time, beef out. Thanks to Miles Jepp, Mike Wozniak, and Greg Johnson. And I'd just like to plug Greg's YouTube channel. I've been a big fan of Greg's for ages, and uh, it was a real pleasure to get him to do something for the podcast. And he uh, wrote and made those excellent hogball promos. You can find him on Twitter at Greg, which is spelled G R E I G, Greg A R Johnson. And if you type his name into YouTube, you'll find all his sketches and. And the one about food farms is really just the best sketch. It's so up my alley. And if you like beef and dairy, it'll be up your alley as well. So yeah, look for his food farms sketch on YouTube. Oh my God.
3: So yeah, until next time, ta-ta. We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones, all around this big beautiful blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic so there's no clues in those episodes. No. No, not at all. The better ones, the good ones, clues ahoy. Listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence. Laugh if you must, but mainly get all the great clues. My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's an advice show, kind of, but a treasure hunt mainly. Anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps. My Brother, My Brother, and Me. The hunt is on! Max Fun Drive 2021 is coming. It'll be May 3rd to May 14th. To get in the spirit, we ask folks like you to let us know what Maximum Fun and our shows mean to them. You know, the, the Maximum Fun Network is really important to me because... It is not just a collection of podcasts, but it is a lifestyle
2: and a value system.
0: The podcasts frequently and deftly float between meaningful and irreverent, in one moment drawing attention to social issues and in another making dick jokes about Klingons. It shouldn't work, but it does. And I have to believe it's because Max Fun's podcasts are, at their core, thoughtful and kind and human during a time that has often felt cold and isolated. So keep being great and doing what you do.
3: Max Fun Drive will be May 3rd to May 14th, 2021, and you won't want to miss it. Brilliant eps, drive-exclusive gifts, and maybe some surprises. Want to directly support the hosts of the show we just jumped into? Come back May 3rd for Max Fun Drive.
1: MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.